0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to The Express with Bilal Vakani, joined by Daniel Shahori and maybe Alex Ross? I don't quite know. We're done WWE Survivor Series, Dan, and I very much think this was the best of the rest. And despite the fact this show featured about a half an hour tribute to The Undertaker at the end, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. But I think the biggest baby face of tonight is Lana. That seems to be the biggest push from this entire show is Lana and that women's survivor series match. Uh, what, what was your general expression, uh, Dan, before we get into this uh, f- for that
1: point? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I guess she was. And, you know, uh, other than you know, they, they tried to keep Drew strong hmm. to make him look like, you know, to, to, to not lose anything, but uh, yeah, I would agree with that. That's the, this, the, strange booking of Lana continues.
0: So let's talk a little bit about The the Undertaker, because I want to get into that in more depth. Let's talk about the whole Undertaker thing. Um, We get to about 9.50-ish. I didn't have my timing exactly. And you get all the legends come out, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. I would be sitting here listing them all night. And, you know, this was very cool. But then it got weird, because we went to a video package. All of these guys are gone. And then we get Vince McMahon to introduce The Undertaker. And then he's gone by the time... The Undertaker's in the ring, and this basically all amounted to old guys get in the ring, play a video package for The Undertaker, and he does his entrance, which looked badass. His entrance looked amazing, but I really don't think this needed half an hour.
1: No, because it was... Look, I, I, I found, to be honest with you, I found a lot of it weird. Uh, no. the Just for the Legends to come out for... I, I get why they would be there, but okay, the, the whole thing is weird for for doing any of this without an audience. Mm-hmm. And I know that the, the anniversary fell on when it was, but it, it was weird and it was like, Vince seemed weird. And he seems like, he seems like, a, he seems like a, more like a, a cartoon character every time I see him on TV now.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know what's sad about this? Cause I was thinking about the stone cold March 16th thing where he basically came out to no one and just riffed off Byron Saxon, the Saxon oh, and God, Undertaker. I but I thought that was better than this, because at least it was damn short. It wasn't 40 minutes of, you know, nothing. Like, I, The Undertaker's had a great career, but we all know that. Like, this, aside yeah. from his, you know, ultra-long entrance, complete with, you know, a synthesized thunder music, like, which is amazing. But I, I yeah, I was just, I don't know.
1: And... I don't think this is it. They're still going to pull him out at some point. Like that's, I think he's going to do another match or at least another Saudi show. Like he's got, like they're doing all of this and it's going to be for nothing.
0: I'm surprised that Miz didn't cash in on him, on his legacy, <laughs> but any or Randy Orton came out and to, try to kill, his, kill his legend. All right, so let's talk about the real card because I just, this seems so weird. Um, we, the main event was Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre and this was supposed to be the culmination of Raw versus SmackDown. Except that Raw had already won at this point. So this match literally meant nothing. And then to make it mean That's less good. than nothing, uh, Roman is losing. And then Jay Uso, who he told to leave because of his failures earlier in the night, which again, didn't matter because they came back. And for, even though Roman was going to win via low blow anyways, Uso throws in a super kick to make it seem like he helped. But he didn't. Roman would have won anyways. And, you know, I was sort of torn because this was a great, great main event. Mm -hmm. And we might get to WrestleMania and not get a main event as good as this. It's very possible. But all the gravitas was taken away. The You know, to have the Uso interference and not have Sheamus interfere. Like, I thought Sheamus was uh, Drew's best friend. But he doesn't give a damn about this match and about his legacy. Like, well, just...
1: he's still a heel, so he's not going gonna... to... I know, I know. Yeah, Look, I just, what was the point? Yeah. Like, this is a great match. What was the point of any of this tonight? Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Like, Thank you God, God it wasn't
0: that Like, thank God.
1: And that would have been... Okay, like, this was the best match probably on the show. Mm-hmm. It felt like a really cool match. It was a great yeah. match. Um, so, I mean, the point of that was... was was valid, but everything else in the show is like, it, 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 so like you said, like in, in the end, Raw won. Mm-hmm. And what did it matter?
0: Yeah, and I, I think they knew because they didn't keep score like they did last year. They were very, no. very deliberate to use this best of the best messaging, to just use it as a pretense to have these matches and to sort of for, make people forget, forget about NXT, which I, I think it accomplished. Yep, (laughs) But I, yeah, I just, you know, all they had to do to make this match be the be all end all of this card was not have the Miz win the pre-show match. Like, just give that to Dominic Mysterio, who actually would have been elevated by winning that match, as opposed to the Miz, you're just sort of justifying his money in the bank briefcase. And then you would have had Roman Reigns, thanks to quote unquote Jey Uso, lifting SmackDown to victory in the decisive main event. But that entire storyline was negated for a pre-show match with The Miz. Yep. You know, which was very explicitly for the bragging rights. Like that's in the WWE.com preview when they announced this match. So it's not as if you can just pass it off as a pre-show match. But, yeah, that was, that was a mistake. Um, I, I want to move on to the Women's Survivor Series match, which was really, really good. And, and then we got to the ending of it. Um, you know, and I don't want to break this all down, but just fantastic. Huge shock for Peyton Royce to get the pin on Bailey. Yeah really putting her over. Uh, a shame they didn't put her over any more than that. Then she that was probably
1: the the, the the highlight of, the, of that match as well. Sorry to interrupt you. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: And, you know, uh, some sort of other things you would expect, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot using uh, a great series of quick tags to try to take out Nia Jax, really to no avail. Um, and then Shayna Baszler getting disqualified when it came down to Bianca Belair for Team SmackDown. As Bianca's in the ropes, passed out, and, you know, Baszler gets disqualified because she's so locked in. And then you have Naya and you have uh, Baszler, not Baszler, Bianca. And they get counted out. And the irony was earlier in the match, they had told Lana, you know, after an early tag, hey, stand on the steps and don't do anything. So there's a double count out. And Lana is the sole survivor. And the other thing was this match not only clinched it for Team Raw, it went on after the women's title match with Asuka and Sasha Banks. And, you know, you come away from this show, and the only other big face you had was Drew McIntyre, and he lost. So, Lana looks like the the hero of this show. And she did basically nothing. Like it's both Sasha as well, to that point. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah and we'll get to yeah. Sasha. But you didn't give that Sasha Asuka right. better billing. And to be fair, from a storyline standpoint, there's you know nothing there. And it's also a matchup we've seen throughout the summer on television – through their back and forth they had. So it didn't feel fresh. Like, no. the, the amount of effort they put into this Lana story, like, and I don't know if you watched the WWE Chronicles on her last night, which was no, I actually that. really good.
1: Like, oh, I, bet, I bet, I always, I, I thought as soon as I heard about that, like this is gonna do a better job putting her over than anything yeah. they've done on her. Look,
0: it. it's the least wrestling you'll ever see in the WWE Chronicles. Like her extent of wrestling is, I was a dancer, I became friends with Natalia and I trained with Natalia once a week. That was the no, wrestling portion. There was
1: no reference to Miro?
0: There was mass references, but but I will say the story of Lana, and this is part of the reason why I do want to bring it up, because there's a serious point, and the depression, uh, losing her husband. Uh, you know, I'm going to AEW and not being part of her run. Uh, you know, losing her connection with the fans, and all she gets is people hating on her on social media. There was uh, an amazing amazing story here and they wove it into the table spots with naya and baszler and her never giving up and like narratively this is one of the better things they've done through this pandemic and i don't think it was a mistake like this was very carefully orchestrated the only problem is with all of this she's already lost to asuka so yes where you don't you can't do much like the best you could do is give her a tag team partner and let her take the tag titles, which I don't think they're going to do. I think she'll do that and fail. I don't think they're going to let her win the Royal Rumble and go, over, go after Sasha. So I, 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 it just really feels like they did this to spite her for Miro going to AEW, and then they started to have a lot of fun with putting her through a table for nine straight weeks, and they just are still doing this because they think it's funny, uh, and it comes from a very bad place, but then they're like, oh, well, there's actually a story here. And, oh, crap, we're not good storytellers. So, you know what? This thing we did, because we're a bunch of jerks, honestly, is one of the best things we have going in the company, which is, and and the sad part is, Dan, the sad part is this is better than any women's story in AEW. Like, I hate to say that, but it is better. Like, Britt Baker is a better wrestler, but Uh, what is Britt Baker's story right now? It's not 10 weeks consistent. It's not even two weeks consistent. And that's, like, Britt Baker's a better wrestler. There's no question at all. But they don't invest in Britt Baker on anything for more than a week or two. She's so all over the map that this, you know, just hits a sweet spot for wrestling that I like, I'm, I'm amazed that I'm making this argument, but I am.
1: The the best storyline in women's uh, for AEW is the NWA women's title.
0: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I, you know, you like, I, I almost want to call her Serena Del Rey, but like that story right now, it's, it's good. But I, I, you know, like Thunder Rosa, I've not really connected much to her as a character. She's a very good wrestler. She's got great face paint.
1: But, you know, like... But just be, just because of the the title is there at all is the best storyline they have mm-hmm. going on, is what I mean.
0: Yeah, no, and, and you and I have talked about that partnership should be stronger. Yeah. But let's get through this card. We don't want to go Undertaker on this, but point to be made. Um, but yeah, this match is great. Uh, a lot of procre- uh, progression. Uh, Lacey Evans had some good moments as well. I don't want to leave that out. I think she looked really good here. Uh, you know, there was a botch or two, but I obviously I'm going to forgive that. I think Natalia tried some new submission and I don't know if Peyton Royce didn't set up for it correctly or what it was, but she rolled right through it. And I think, you know, I was a little disappointed. Bianca didn't get a chance to shine, but I would only imagine that's because her and Naya probably had a very big spot that just wasn't safe enough to execute. And, and that's fine. They, w- w- there was still that sequence with Bianca and Naya where, Bianca just looked like a superhero. That was yep. unbelievable. And I'm fine with that. I'd rather her be safe than try to do an Andre Hogan. To, I don't know, I'm, I'm not comparing Nia Jax to Andre. Um, but nevertheless, I'm glad they, they, they went with the, you know, they went with the safety thing there. Um, let's talk about what should have been higher on the card, which is Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Great match. Uh, obviously, you could see the the chemistry these two have, the creative counters, the creative moves, just really awesome. I'm I'm actually very surprised we didn't see Reckoning going after Oscar. We didn't yep. see Carmella, and given that, and this was a theme in a couple other spots, I'm just sort of surprised they didn't build either of those stories here. Because Reckoning has very much been hinting at a feud with Oscar, and I'm sure it's going to come. And Carmella's way more obviously been super kicking. Uh, Sasha for three straight weeks so that's right yeah I'm, I'm sort of surprised they didn't bother to tell that story because you come away from this match with yes Sasha's kind of proven there's a little bit of doubt about Asuka but there's not really a clear connection to the next part of either of their stories they both just kind of walk away from this and almost start fresh on the following uh, tv shows so I'm really surprised by that
1: that's what's exactly going to happen yeah' You're going to walk so, away fresh that's 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 it I would have
0: done one of those things. you know what I mean like I think you yep. have to plant some seeds um but excellent excellent match, Great match. <clears throat> now I'm going to begin to flub the order here. was it the u s title or was it the tag team titles that was before this, other than it really matters? I feel like it was the u s and the intercontinental title
1: that uh I don't know. I don't remember now. All right. We'll that, go with that. It
0: doesn't really matter. And I'm it doesn't really purposely matter. trying not to script these to have more fun here. Um, as Alex, by the way, is napping throughout this entire podcast, which is great. We have a live video feed of Alex's nap, uh, which I may have to share. Um, but anyways, back to this match itself. So we have a, a rematch of 2018, Bobby Lashley, Sammy Zayn, the U.S. and the Intercontinental Champion. A big part of the story is the herd lockers at ringside. Lots of great interactions with Sammy. And of course, Sammy had some creative methods. I love the spot at the end where he's outside of the ring and he backs into the leg of MVP and yep. tries to get a disqualification it <laughs> because he yep. trips over MVP. Yeah. Uh, and there was other stuff as well. And Then he's arguing with the referee after, and he's getting Corey Graves to try to back him up. So really creative stuff. But, of course, uh, off sort of these distractions, we get the herdlock, lock. Bobby Lashley gets the win. Uh, and especially when you need to build that narrative that they decided to build of giving Raw the win. I think this was a good way to do it. And, you know, a pretty great match. I think both guys got to show off their chops here. Uh, and, you know, and I think the fact that Sammy was away, like this match was more interesting to me than the women's title match because I haven't seen Sammy and Bobby interact for two years. I saw Asuka and Sasha uh, all summer. So, uh, you know, it's weird how that actually allowed me to enjoy this match more. Sure.
1: More. And yeah, I was entertained by it more. And, the, and the, everything that should have happened in that match happened. So it was a satisfying match.
0: I, I'm almost surprised Sammy didn't get backup, but it almost played into the narrative more. And it really just highlighted what a loner he was, that he couldn't get uh, Cesaro on wearing the T-shirt or Shinsuke to back him up, uh, which I like, it actually worked in a, in a very, you know, real way with the story. We'll go to that tag team title match now. And again, I'm not, don't quote me on this order. Just a terrific, like, you make an argument for this being the match of the night. The New Day yep. and the Street Profits. That was really
1: good matchup. You're right.
0: Just unbelievably, unbelievably athletic. Uh, Angelo Dawkins threw in this underhook neck breaker thing. That was unbelievable. And there was a really good tidbit from Graves talking about how Woods and uh, uh, Hawkins, not Hawkins, uh, but basically they'd come up in NXT. And that's why he was using new offense because Woods has known him forever. And just a lot of good wrinkles Big E did come out because of a Gears of War built-in promotion thing. He came out with the guys, but he was not a factor in this match at all. I don't even think he was ringside. So I'm okay with that if you want to do a little product placement and Big E's not a factor. I'm more upset Big E wasn't on the SmackDown team, but whatever. True. Um, But yeah, a great, great match. Uh, Not quite a passing of the torch, I would say, because I don't think the new day is is done by any stretch being the champions. But just a great uh, a great show that, you know, not only are the Street Profits, you know, the team right now, but they can hold their own and get a win over the New Day. Yep. Super, super impressive. Like, I you know, given like a month ago, these guys were just trading belts like they were toys uh, to come to where they are now. Like, I was blown away by this. Match.
1: This really helped them, the Street Profits. I thought this was uh, arguably their most important match to date. And this has really put them on, on – Like, I, you, you accept them as a top-level team now.
0: Yeah, and remember, when we were talking about, you know, SummerSlam in Toronto just a bit over a year ago, these guys were NXT Tag Champions. Yes. Yeah, they weren't even right. on the main roster. So that's a huge, huge jump for them. Um, moving on, I'm trying to think if I missed so The Men's Survivor Series team, and then we got the pre-show. That's all that's left, right? Because this was not a card with a lot of matches. Um, you know, so the show actually opens – with the men's Survivor Series uh, situation. And it's very interesting because SmackDown was cleanly swept, and there's a lot of nice little spots in between because of all the people you had involved, a lot of former world champions, a lot of future world champions, and lot of mid-card champions. But the finish of Jimmy, uh, or Jey Uso, being the final guy left on the team, going for his, you know, signature uh, splash, and then he's caught by Keith Lee, who flips it around into a powerbomb with so much force. And Keith Lee goes from the runner-up against Roman Reigns to, you know, the the key... Well, I guess not the sole survivor, but the leader or the final pinfall for Team Raw. And I'm actually a bit curious, do they do more with some of these guys? Because the way they got this sweep, like, do Keith Lee and Riddle emerge as a tag team out of this? Um, Certainly AJ and and Big Jord could. And Sheamus has the thing with Drew. But does Braun team with AJ? Like, I think they maybe stumbled into something with these guys. Like there's a natural dysfunctional chemistry here. Like I was, I really enjoyed this match. That was a great opener, especially with the, you know, sweep mentality and how quick this was. But I think you do something more with these guys. I don't think you send these five guys in five different directions and have nothing to do with each other from this point forward, at least immediately.
1: I don't think that's going to happen. I think they are going to go their separate ways. I think this is just, just to do this for Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 again, I agree with, with that. They were just starting to become something, but mm-hmm. they're going to take it away immediately. I see that. I don't yeah, burst your bubble.
0: I, I hope there's something, especially the Keith Lee Riddle thing. When they're so devoid of tag teams, like, Keith Lee and Riddle
1: maybe go maybe might they be be go off together. One. Yeah. Yes. That. That's and then. Um, AJ because he's gonna. Oh,
0: I, don't, I, don't know. I, I, I have no, I couldn't tell you if AJ is going to go after McIntyre, if he's going to go after uh, Lashley. I couldn't tell you if McIntyre.
1: Be... So yes, I think actually he is probably the next in line for McIntyre. I can see the yeah. yeah.
0: Him and Big George could be a tag team. Like I honestly, it's a multiple choice. Like you can make AJ is really good. You can make an argument for any of those things. And, you know, the irony is we're probably going to see these five guys meet again in a number one contenders match for McIntyre's title. I think that's okay. gonna be the quote-unquote reward. But unfortunately, I think aside from, again, maybe Keith Lee and Riddle, I think that this is going to be it for these guys. And I don't know. It would be nice to see a payoff from, you know, like uh, even – even if it was Braun and Sheamus in a one-on-one rivalry, I guess that doesn't work because they're both kind of heels, but if there was something that shot off this, you know, I know Braun and Keith Lee had the thing before, you know, Riddle and Sheamus. Like, I think you could, you could pull out at least a, a feud out of this. Um, I, I don't know. exactly.
1: I haven't thought of actually probably next for McIntyre is Sheamus.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I unless probably- they want to tag, like the, the Sheamus thing is really interesting. Because I, I, I think that's a really long, long-term story. Because I would like to, but I'd yeah, like to see that.
1: Going. No, I think – because it's a shame that we've never actually seen them as a team. Mm-hmm. They've talked about it suddenly, yeah. all of a sudden, but we've never seen that. And I don't think they're going to – and may, uh, I think they're going to feud first. and Maybe in the future you'll see that.
0: Yeah, which is ass backwards. Ideally, yes. you would want Seamus to be sort of the friend of McIntyre, as long as he's champion, and then many months after he loses the belt, they go after the tag belts, and then maybe they have a one-on-one feud. You know, that would be ideal. And especially if you could bring it full circle, and after their tag team thing ends, if Sheamus was the one who's champion, and it was Drew coming for Sheamus a year from now, like, that's got, like, Sasha and Bayley potential. But I, you're right, I don't see them doing that, um, which is too bad because, like this, is, like, this is a great program, and it has all the potential to be, you know... Fantastic. So All yeah. All right. So we've gone through the main card. Let's, God help us, go through the pre-show really briefly here. Um, we had the loser's battle royal. I don't know what else to call it. All the guys who were not good enough for this card and were not Randy Orton or Big E <laughs> or important or in this battle yeah, royal, yeah. which was and wasn't a brand versus brand match. Like, it did count. But most of the match, it was Raw guys beating up Raw guys because they're all dicks. SmackDown guys beating up SmackDown guys. I know. Um, It was all over the place. Even the final sequence with Dominic, uh, Chad Gable, and The Miz, uh, I, I guess to Dominic's sense, like, you know, he's thinking The Miz isn't in it, so he eliminates Chad Gable. But you'd think, like, if you're Chad Gable and you're so smart and you have an Alpha Academy, you'd think you'd say, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're on the same show. Don't, didn't you remember? The Miz is eliminated. But to Miz's credit, they, and in the replay, they actually broke this down. He had gone over the top rope, was hanging on the apron, and Dominic eventually kicked him out. But he had kind of – But he rolled, had come back in. Yeah, sure. rolled in yes, and out right. of the bottom rope, which was actually pretty creative.
1: They made that clear, yes.
0: And I, I think it needed explanation because I was a little distracted coming into this. Oh, so, sorry. They made it clear in the replay. In the replay, yeah, which yes. is – kind of worked – in the, the misdirection, actually. So I'll give them some credit. That was pretty good.
1: You could have done this. You, can, you would have done this correctly in this environment, but if there was a live crowd there, I bet that crowd would have been really confused.
0: Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, if the Miz is the best choice here. And I think when we go back to the way this card ended, it would have been so great to give this to Dominic and use it as a platform to say, Dominic, You won. You, you you got us a point. What do you want? And instead of, you know, you know instead of going after Sami Zayn, which has been teased on Talking Smack and his Intercontinental Championship, he says, no, I want a tag team title with my uh, tag team title show with my dad. And then you could even have the storyline of a Ray gets attacked and he has to go with Murphy. And then like his dream of winning the tag team title with his dad becomes this nightmare because he's stuck with his doofus brother-in-law. I don't know. There's probably a much better story there as opposed to, well, we gave The Miz the briefcase, but he's too much of a dork to cash it in. So we're going to let him win this battle royal. So he's still sort of relevant, but it kind of ruins the entire tally for Raw versus SmackDown because of the final three, final four, three of them were from SmackDown. It was Jeff Hardy. Or no, sorry. Jeff Hardy's on Raw. Okay. So two of the final three, but you get my point.
1: Uh, I thought that they, let him win be just so maybe when he cashes in, you, you'll see him as more of a, an actual threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, uh, no, there, for is, sure. there is, a, I mean, the more I see it, that, like there is more, there is a chance that they will give it to him, like the belt again.
0: Maybe. Well, look, McIntyre looks weak now. You could, it would allow you to get into that Seamus program yes. sooner. If yes. that's what they want to do. As and a tag team. Certainly, The Miz having John Morrison in his corner gives you, you know, a couple of guys that, you know, you could work that into. But I, I don't know. It's plausible. I hope it's not possible, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, finally, during the pre-show, R-Truth <laughs> lost the 24-7 champion to yeah. the gobbledygooker, who I'm assuming was Drew Gulak, but I don't think that was confirmed. Oh, um, really? I think it was Drew Gulak, but he was obviously too into character because later in the show, they Gobbled showed the Gulak. him... Gulak. Yeah, which works well, actually. I hadn't even thought yeah. of that. Uh, they, they, he was distracted by Birdseed, which allowed Akira Tozawa to win the title and then won yeah. went it back for the 45th time. Um, why they did this and not something to do with brand warfare, I actually don't know. Like, it it actually didn't fit with the entire card. Like, at least if he had... Lost it to somebody from SmackDown, say Daniel Bryan, which you know, he's not
1: going near that belt.
0: No, but Dan, like, that would have been something. Or take your pick, like, there's so many, like, Big E could have won it. And then
1: I would love it, you know what? I would, even though the the title is trash, I would love to see somebody like that take Mm -hmm. it and go, you know what? I'll, I'll take this seriously for a bit, and yeah.
0: And but we got a bit would, of that with the hurt business, and it like gave the title like when Shelton Benjamin had it, it was a lot more legit.
1: Of course, for yes, and and they didn't hold on to that, which they you could you could easily bring that title back to mean something, hmm. just depending on who who it is and if they take it seriously. But they don't. I I don't see them having
0: any value in that. Yeah, they've, they've got to change it up. I you can't just have truth going on. And winning this another, like, until he's got this a hundred times. Like, it's just, they desperately need to go in another direction. Mm -hmm. I I honestly would love it if they even got in the women's division. Like, just get it off the men altogether. Because I I get that this title was created by the USA Network. It's sort of their baby. It was their idea, I believe. So if you, like, you know, even you look at that Raw roster, if you put it on Lana, because Lana can't, like... I don't think there's any other title you could really give her a legitimate shot at at this point. Which they might, but
1: they shouldn't. Put it on Braun Strowman and say and have like nobody and everyone's too afraid to go after him, right? Like,
0: yeah, that's you know, yeah. or people strategize. You know, you could have uh, the two thirds remaining of the Lucha House Party mm-hmm. teaming up mm-hmm. to try to take him down, and then right. you know, Retribution might try to take him. You're right. Like, there's at yeah. least something there, but I just you have gotta do anything. Like, it's just anything would you know. If it was Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose fighting over this title, I would be more interested in that at this point because at least it would give them... Because what are they going to... Like, I know Mandy's injured right now, but, like, they've already blown their tag team title shot. Because of injury, they didn't make the Survivor Series team. So what do they have to fight for? Like, are you going to randomly perceive Mandy or Dana as a legitimate challenger to Asuka because of one win? No. Like, you're just not. Maybe. Like Well, like, they just they came in as an undefeated team and they couldn't win the tag titles. Like there's nothing left for them. So I actually think they could. And my God, like you gotta remember NXT is under that USA network banner. So if this was a title that was contested among the women, you could have Dakota Kai and you would take your pick. Like you could have Shotzi Blackard running around with this title in her tank, whenever she gets her tank back. Like you could do some amazing things with this title. But they're, they're not good. You it's know. a comedy problem. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't have to be. It could just be a twenty-four-seven championship that you find something different to do every few months. Like you have got the Braun idea. You have got the women's idea. You could get some. Well, you don't have enough tag teams to do anything tangible with the tag teams, unfortunately. Um, you know, but you could. Do- I was
1: excited for that title when Mick Foley brought it out for thirty seconds, and then when I then I realized what they were going to do with it, and then I, you lost interest in <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really become a roll-up surprise title as opposed to any it sort was of immediately that. Yeah. to the hardcore title. And, yeah. you know, again, maybe it's just mixing the players up on Raw because you have a deep roster. There's a lot of guys from Raw Underground, your Davokados, your Raho Uhez, whatever, who that showed up on NXT. That would be a great
1: place for the 24-7 title.
0: Well, I, I guess because Raw of the pandemic, they can't have Raw, Raw Underground. Know, but, but you could still have those people in backstage brawls without all the people without Shane McMahon, you can have a, you know, but
1: why is it that you can't have raw underground, but you can have a battle Royal?
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's why? a very good point. And, you know, I guess seeing all those old legends in the ring for like, really exactly, no reason. Exactly. Um, you know, like that was very perplexing. Like I'm not sure why Kane got Non-essential. all dressed up. Uh, just all over the place. But yeah, that was survivor yeah. series. Dan, do you want to throw anything else uh, in before we go? I
1: still enjoyed it. It was, uh, you know, and even though the, it was awkward, the the Taker tribute. Mm. It really was awkward, but even so, uh, you know, it, it's...
0: It was long. They but had it has to like, do enjoyable. something. Yeah.
1: But um, but it was, it, it was a little bit sad. That's th- I, I, I thought it ended on a set just because it, it didn't need to do that. Uh, it's sad that they couldn't do it in front of a crowd, which is, um, you know, mm. that can't be helped. But at the same time, I just know this they can't help themselves they're still gonna bring him back and this is all gonna be for nothing
0: yeah and, and maybe it's a half show thing or i don't know there's maybe you open the show with it like i just there's a, you know especially if you pare it down to just the video and the entrance like you really didn't need anything else
1: no i mean like, yeah if you're gonna do it you have to do it like you i understand you would have to you have to make it look like you're making this a big deal but it, it just wasn't the environment. It just It's sad. It's, it's really sad that this man, at the end of his 30 years, walked out to nobody. No. And fake, you know, thank you, take her chance. And, like, it's, oh. Yeah, we
0: it's had really more sad. of an audience for this podcast than just Alex taking a nap while we were doing it. No. Alex, any final words before we go?
1: Good old AR.
0: See, this this is very interesting because it says his video's off, but – It's not, but I think he's just actually asleep and there's no motion. So Zoom is just, it's amazing. I didn't know Zoom was that good with video on and off. Uh, Anyways, that was Survivor Series. Uh, Dan, always good to chat with you. I'm glad Alex was with us. I I guess he was with us for all of this, even if he just didn't didn't pay attention to us. Uh, It was a very nice touch. And uh, I guess Revolution or TLC, probably TLC will be next on the docket. TLC, I, I can, you know, Lana didn't go through a table tonight, which I was very shocked by. And Turning I, point. I, Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to get Lana and somebody versus the tag champions in a table match at TLC. So um, something yeah. to look forward to. And um, I would say at this point, that is the biggest narrative going on in WWE.
1: <laughs> Sad, but true. Like,
0: really, it's gotten more bill than Carmella and Sasha and Asuka and maybe Reckoning.
1: Yeah, it's been been a nine-week build.
0: You know, like, we'll probably get Roman versus Daniel Bryan. There's a bit of that on Talking Smack. But, Mm -hmm. like, Daniel Bryan just got his ass kicked by Jey Uso and then rolled up Jey Uso. And, like, that's the story. It's a two-week story. Asuka and a table. It's more so Asuka and a table than Asuka and Nia Jax is, like, a ten-week story. So Asuka's (laughs) got five times the narrative length than Daniel Bryan, which is, you know, Unbelievable. But anyways, I've been Bilal Bacani. That's Daniel Shahori, And you didn't hear him, but I swear to you, Alex Ross was here. Um, I, I don't think I'll put the video out because Alex was sleeping. That's not fair. Uh, and we will chat with you next time. Peace. See ya. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit neversleepsnetwork.com.